Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. We are so grateful to have you together with us today. Today, we're going to talk about your energy. Ooh, there's a lot in there, and we're going to dive deep into that. But I want you to know up front that I really do know and respect the amount of time that you invest in yourself, but also um, in us by listening to some part or all of any of the episodes. There have been so many amazing guests. If this is your first time, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We have about 250-ish episodes right now of all kinds of fun guests that you can listen back on. We really hope that you'll take the time to dive in and really get some great information from the best-selling authors and the thought leaders and the amazing people that have been on the show. I'm grateful for every single one of them as we move through each episode. You know, I say a lot, but it really is true. Doing this show really is kind of like my guilty pleasure. I really enjoy it. I feel honored every time I get an opportunity to be able to meet with you here on the radio, um, on the internet, on the podcast, whichever way you're listening to the show. Thank you for you. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. You know, I want to give a shout out today. Um, You know, there's some commercials that are going to come up, but I want to really specifically talk about Bestsellers Guild for a minute because there are live right now today about 3,200 people that are in there. It's growing. Um, We really wanted to explode and expand with people who already are published authors, people who are you know, thinking about it all the way on the journey. You know, you have multiple books. You want to do a book. Um, And I really want to shout out to it because, number one, all of you that are already members of Bestsellers Guild, we know you, we love you, and we appreciate you. And that you've shared your journey with the people that only you are meant to serve. But for those of you that aren't members, we do invite you to come join us. You can go to Facebook and... Um, you know, search Best Sellers Guild and find it. Or you can go to bestsellersguild.com and it'll take you right straight to that. We would love to have you as part of our community to both add benefit when other people are launching, because when one of us wins, we all win, as well as bring that brilliance that is you to the world. Whether that be the books you already have out or it be the books you know you need to have out. I want to encourage you today that you want to make use of today. Um, My good friend Ernie Villanueva, he's been on the show twice. Um, I encourage you to listen to the episodes that Ernie was on. Um, He has a great statement, and that's yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only legal tender we can spend. 
And I really want to encourage you to spend today wisely. Because we're going to be talking this whole episode about your energy, I want you to really think about what you expend your energy on. Do you ever, and I'm sure I'm the only one that has issues with this, but do you ever allow your mind to just kind of go wherever your mind wants to go? That doesn't help at all, does it? We make these things up in our mind and we put a whole lot of energy into something that isn't real. You know what I mean by that? Have you ever experienced that? Maybe you're even experiencing that right now. You see, there are things that are going on. I don't know anybody who has a perfect life. Um, I, I don't even really attain, uh, you know, want to attain perfection in life anymore. A, it seems like that would be boring, but more importantly, I don't think it's real. Um, but through the things that happen, through children getting very badly sick, through people treating you in a way that no one should ever treat another human being. And through the good things, through, you know, successes in your career, um, graduations from uh, whether it be college or other courses you're taking, getting to take that first international trip. If you've never been internationally, um, you know, or the only international travel you've ever done is like Mexico and Canada, um, I hope for you that you really can get a chance to go overseas, to see Europe, to see England, uh, you know, maybe even to see, um, you know, Eastern Europe or Asia or any of those kind of places. Go to the Middle East, go to Africa. Um, you know, it's going to be different for each of us. I personally would love to literally visit every country in the world. Um, Kathy and I actually have as one of our goals that we would like to stay in every Ritz-Carlton in the entire world. How's that for something that's a really fun goal to have? Um, you know, and, and I really want for you to be able to have those experiences. For others of you, um, you know, my good friend Nafisa, um, who has also been on the show a couple of times, she has a really great point, and that's that in order for you to succeed, in order for you to have success, you need to be living your best life. Your best life might be staying home. You know, some of us love the concept of travel. Others, not so much. It's more of a chore than a treasure. And that's okay. There's no judgment there. That's you being you. And so for you, it might be, you know, I really want this home environment to be the palace that I've always wanted it to be. When I look out the window, I want the view to be awe-inspiring. When I walk down the hall, um, there was just this amazing uh, concept that came up this week that we're actually in the middle of doing slash figuring out how to totally do. And that's turning your entire house into the motivational environment, but also the space where the person that you're going to be would live in. So there's two ends of that. You know, first of all, it's surrounding yourself everywhere you go in the house with motivation. You know, when you open the refrigerator door, um, you know, along with if you have kids, you know, maybe the magnets and the 
you know, the cute drawings and stuff like that, have something on there that says, whenever I open this door, I am nourishing my body. Ooh, that's powerful. See, this, all of these things have to do with the energy, both the energy inside of you, but the energy you surround yourself with. That's what we're going to talk about this whole episode, because energy goes, rather, energy flows where energy goes. If you, like I was saying earlier, are expending your energy on thoughts that are not going to serve you. And let's be real, it doesn't really matter whether the thought you're having is based in absolute truth or it's something you made up in your own mind that you don't really know or might even flat out be a lie. That's tough. Did that hit you a little bit? I mean, I know that I was feeling that sometimes I allow my mind to go to things that that just aren't real. And it's fun to have imaginations of, uh, you know, the better life that we want to live and those kind of things. But I'm not talking about those kind of things. I'm talking about the things that we do that are damaging, really, to ourselves. But yet we think about those kind of things. Um, you know, the intro said third generation minister. I love the verse in the Bible that says, whatever things are pure, whatever things are forthright, whatever things are holy, think on these things. I would add to that list the things that are going to serve you, the things that are going to make you a better person, the things that will allow you in this moment as well as in the future to show up as the best version of yourself. The things that are going to draw you closer to God. The things that are going to make you more aware spiritually. The things that are going to help you live better physically and health-wise. The thoughts in your mind. Our mind is such a powerful tool and so much of the time we don't really take full use of it. And so I hope today that you will really focus in on the energy The energy that you're expending. You know, if you remember from the movie The Matrix, you know, they talk about how the human body has the ability to generate, you know, all of that electricity from the thoughts and all the other biochemical things that are happening inside of a human body. I, um, I really want you to think about that energy that you're putting off, especially when you start having thoughts. What is that energy doing? Are you expending that energy, having good, up, positive, happy thoughts, things that make you feel better? I mean, think about it. Um, a lot of us are music driven. You know, we, we hear a song and it instantaneously, as Tony Robbins would say, changes our state. We can put ourselves in different state just by that outside influence. Same, the reverse of that is true. You know, we can listen to a sad song or watch, um, you know, some kind of sad thing on TV and we can instantly be in a bad state. So the question is, what are we focusing that energy on? Are we using it to live our best life? Or are we wasting it? on things that even if they're real, even if it's absolutely the truth, you just went through a divorce, you lost a parent or a child, um, you know, you're physically 
in very bad at something health-wise. You just lost your job. Any of those kind of things, those may be real. But first of all, they're temporal. And second of all, are you going to make them any better by focusing your energy on them? My good friend, Lily Anderson Brown, had a wonderful phrase that she used. It revolutionized my life when I heard it. Um, you know, salespeople would come around her and, and they would all get together, you know, in the morning. You know how salespeople are sitting around drinking coffee. And, um, you know, they would uh, start talking about how bad this one person who they were, you know, dealing with was. And, uh, you know, then the other person would share their horror story and all of that. And it just kind of went on and on. And it quickly becomes one of those kind of things where it's almost like everybody's trying to outdo each other with how bad their day was yesterday. And Lily came in and she said, now that thing that you just shared, did you enjoy it? They had to think for a minute. Well, no, it wasn't a good situation. Okay, so do you think that when you shared it with this person here next to you, that it was something they enjoyed? And they thought again, and they're like, well, it was kind of an interesting story, but but no, but think about it. Did it improve their life? Well, no. So why do we share those kind of things? If we take that down, that negative, and we pass that on, first of all, we're allowing that energy to grow. But second of all, we are attaching to the person we're sharing with with something that they don't need to carry. You don't even need to be carrying it. Why would you share that with somebody? It was a real challenge to me, you know, because it's real easy to, to sit around and tell your war stories about yesterday or last week or last month. But does that serve you? See, today we want to talk about your energy. How are you using your energy? How is the energy of your environment? All of those kind of things so that you can live in, surround yourself with, and be the kind of person who is using their energy wisely and is exuding happy, positive, powerful energy. Feels good to me to even say that. I hope it feels good and sounds good to you to hear it. You see, as we expend our energy in a good way, that's one of the key secrets to allowing ourselves to live as a thriving entrepreneur. And I know about you, but I want that for myself, and I want that for you too. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. 
Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Okay, let's jump into it. Let's talk to our expert about our energy, about the energy of our environment, about how we can make the best use of both the energy that we as people have, as well as the energy in the environment that surrounds us. I know I'm looking forward to this. I hope you are too. Let's jump right in as we learn how to really live in a good, solid, strong environment every day of our life. Join me in welcoming Patricia Lohan. Hi, Patricia. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much. So uh, tell us all a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. Okay, so I am Patricia. I am from the West Coast of Ireland um, and I've been um, traveling a lot for the last couple of years. I live between Bali and the US and I really help people connect with the energy of their homes. We all have this one thing in common, a roof over our heads. And that space can either be really helping us attract what we want or repelling it. And since my teens, I've been absolutely fascinated with the energy of homes. And um, now I work with them to really make sure that they are like as supportive as they possibly could be using the art of feng shui. So for people who aren't familiar with what feng shui is, can you give us kind of the basic introduction to feng shui? Yeah, sure. So it's like, um, I like to call it something like acupuncture for your home. So essentially acupuncture for your home is getting everything flowing correctly in, in and the highest possible vibration and energy it possibly could. So if things are not going the way that you want in life, oftentimes we're looking inside to say like, oh, I need to work harder. I need to, you know, do more deep inner work. I need to do, you know, do more training. And um, most of the time, if they're kind of hitting some kind of plateau, I'm like, stop, stop looking inside, look up, look around and see what's going on in the energy of your house. Because um, oftentimes that can be like a huge roadblock to um, calling in what you want. Mm. So when you walk into uh, you know, a new client's house, what is, what is the typical vibe? What do you usually run into? Okay, so um, there's like a bit of variety with homes. So first of all, actually, I work with clients all over the world online now. So we moved to Bali a couple of years ago and um, really kind of dived into doing this uh, virtually, which has blown my mind because it's improved like accountability and all different kind of different from a very different perspective. But when we start with people, oftentimes they come to me because they're feeling stuck. And um, when you walk into someone's house or we start working with someone in their house, um, they can just have had a lot of different things going on, like kind of this sense of like feeling jinxed. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I've been working really hard and made all this money and then this has happened. Or, you know, we were really happy in our old house and we bought this beautiful house and now everything's kind of like 
achy with our relationship or our family are not so happy or you know so there's always some kind of like issues um and that's where it really depends on kind of the manifestation depends on what's going on in their house and then like physically that's another kind of aspect about feng shui it's it's that kind of uh, element of acupuncture it's like if you looked at a person like physically you could kind of have some indications of like there's what's going on for them but you don't know until the acupuncture just tunes into the energy and sees what's going on and then that's what I do I tune into the kind of the hidden energy of the home and when I look at the hidden energy I'm like oh oh this house is like bad for people it's unsupportive of money you know and that's where it gets really kind of fun so I mean, most of us who are uneducated in this field, we bring our furniture into our house and we just kind of put it, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, the mm. kitchen table goes in the dining room underneath the lamp, you know, underneath the yeah. light that hangs off of the, that kind of a thing. So how do you even start? I mean, do, do we need to just hire you and have you uh, <laughs> and tell us how messed up we are or what, what where do we start? Yeah, so oftentimes, like, the nice thing about feng shui is there's, there's lots of things that you can do yourself to, like, improve the energy of your space and make sure it's as supportive, like, without my support first. Um, and that's where I really like to start with, like, becoming friends with your home, you know? Uh, we, we kind of often take our space for granted and, you know, come in, work, throw our stuff, like, not really appreciate this space that we have that like keeps us warm keeps us away from the bad weather like keeps us safe um so that's one really thing is actually becoming friends you know if if you've um, moved into this ha into your home like with like negative things happening or that it can be there can be like a crazy connection it, it's not like your friend so it's really about first of all building a positive connection with the space and then starting at your front door you know um your house is like a person so first of all i invite you to make friends with it second of all is kind of look at it like okay well where are the eyes like they're the windows they're how you like look out into the world so if your dirt windows are dirty like you can't see what's coming at you you can't see what's wh where you're going so it's like you're you're like blindsided you know um or the front door is the mouth of your home it's where the energy comes in and energy feels like this fluffy weird word that's like hard to kind of like um to make tan to make you know tangible and i'm like no energy is like money and friendships and good good things and opportunities and all of that that's what that is so I like to recommend starting with your front door and making sure that it's nice and clean. You know, when's the last time you cleaned your front door? Do you use your front door? Like, do you like literally feed your home? Like bring that energy in. Um, the, you know, do you have like a nice welcome mat when you get to your house? Do you feel happy when you get in, when you get to your front door? Are you like, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Or do you feel like, oh God, I don't, I don't. I don't feel good about coming in. And, you know, that's like an alarm bell straight there. Mm. Oh, man, you would have a field day with our new house. <laughs> just as you're talking. So I'll give you an idea just to give you a little insight. And then you'll know why I say that. So the front of our house, the actual main big double front doors, really great entrance, nice uh, two columns and everything. But the end of that uh, outside entry part um, runs into a almost four foot white wall because they, for whatever reason, built this house with a white wall that goes all the way around it and with 
uh, you know, and then it's on the side of the hill. So, you know, after that wall is a complete drop off, no, you know, no planning to really use the front door unless you walk, you know, pretty much all the way around the side of the house. Okay. (laughs) So you see what I mean? You totally freak out. And and I think the other part is like this is you know this happens regularly like people the houses have this big beautiful front door but it's never really used so my invitation for there is like well can you just like open the front door once a day you know can you just decide like we're just gonna open it and and start using that that area it would be great. Mm, interesting, yeah, I go out there. It's beautiful to sit out there. We have a table out front there and. Oh, lovely. Um, entertaining out there and stuff, but it just, it, it's really funny to walk out the front door and, you know, walk right into basically a wall. A know? wall, yeah, I know. And, and you know, this is where, for me, oftentimes, like, people kind of get panic about feng shui because they're like, oh, she's going to tell me my bathroom's in the wrong place and that wall is really bad. And, and this is, and I'm like, no, like for me, I really want people to see feng shui as, uh, and, and for me to, it to be a practical thing and that I'm never going to tell someone to knock their bathroom or knock walls. I'm more about like the hidden energy and seeing what you can work with, like work with what you've got as opposed to like physically changing anything and so people can kind of get nervous about it and be like oh my god she's gonna tell me to do all these crazy things and I'm like no like I really want to make sure that when you come into your home that you feel good and that your family feel good and things are flowing the right way for you and and that's really what it's about for me you know so I think another big one for a lot of people at least is the television Mm -hmm. um what what is your viewpoint on that? You know, should you have a room or rooms, whatever for a person that does kind of focus around the television or do you suggest kind of moving it out of the way? So, you know what? Oh my God. Like I love watching some TV as well, like as much as the, as any person. So I think that one of the big things is for me, TVs in bedrooms, I'm not a big fan of, but sometimes like a family or like, I have like one client who's like me and my husband and our son, like on a Saturday morning, we always watch like a family movie together. And like, that would be just like so much, it's just like something we do. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, that's something that's a really positive thing that they do together. So I was like, okay, well, can you just cover the TV? Like when you're not using it, because for me, there's a reflective nature of it um, in your bedroom. You know, television is a lot of energy in it. Like there's a lot of stuff going on when you watch television. So I would love like just to have that covered at nighttime if you have to keep it and you want to keep it in your bedroom. And otherwise, you know, um, in terms of like a TV room, that's totally fine. You know, it's, it's more so about, you know, say for example, the TV's left on all the time with the news blasting all the time. I'll be like, do you need to hear all that negative stuff all the time, blasting through your home, blasting through you? It changes the energy and vibration. Whereas you could just turn off the TV and just turn it on for like a few minutes to watch what you want and then turn it off and then put on some great music. So that's going to be uplifting and positive. You know, for me, it's about making your home like a vision board for what it is that you want to call in in your life. So like artwork and the houses on the walls is really important for like, and does it represent where you're going? Um, as opposed to like having a TV blasting with like the news all the time going. And then you're like, well, that's, you don't want that in your house all the time. Like all that new stuff. Cause it's not happy. 
Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten to the place where I just pretty much don't allow the news on in our house. You know, it's, yeah. unless somebody comes up with a news station that's like, today we want to celebrate all of the good things, you know? Yes, so, yeah, I know. To, you it know. would be so fun. Yeah, it would be so fun if there was like a good news TV ch channel. Yeah. You know, it's like, give us the good news. Um, so <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, let's celebrate all the good things. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, energy. Uh, I think a lot of it, well, instead of my putting out what I think, let me ask you, um, which, which is, which comes first, the energy of the people that transfers into the house or the energy of the house that transfers into the people? Mm. So it's like a, a crazy kind of connection between both of them. It's like a synergy of them working together. Um, for me, when I come to a house, um, it has its own personality type. You know, it has its own personality type and it's going to impact the people who live in it in different ways, depending on where they're at. So um, when, when we work with houses, first of all, there's many layers. So you start with like the, the physical layer of like, what's, um, what, where, what's on the walls? Like what's the artwork on the walls? What's the type of furniture? Where is it positioned? You know, are you, for example, sitting at your desk? Are you in a good position? Like, do you have a wall behind you? Can you see the door? You know, like, um, do, or do you feel supported um, in your bedroom? Do you have a nice headboard? You know, can you see the door that you're seeing what's coming at you? And that's like one layer of it. So if you are, if as a person, you might kind of position yourself on knowingly in like vulnerable places um, in vulnerable places in your house that will not be as supportive as other places um, in terms of sleeping and eating and working. And then on the other flip side of that, then you have the next level is, for example, just things like um, uh, broken things in your home. You know, um, if a house is feeling or is not being appreciated or loved, broken things, um, will start depleting that energy. So it's like taking care of your home and making sure that everything is in good working order. Um, and then you have the layer of like, the layer of that clutter. Um, so that like all of these things are going to impact the energy of the person, but also the home. You know, so if a person comes into a home and they're like a hoarder, like no matter how positive the energy is, bringing extra, extra stuff in is going to block that energy flowing around your house and kind of slow down the chi and the flow of it. Ooh, we don't want to allow the flow to be slowed down. If things are going good in your life, you want that to keep on, to get even better and better as you move on, right? You don't want to slow down your chi, slow down your energy. You don't want to put things that are impediments in your environment. Rather, you want everything you do to help you thrive. Because ultimately, in our life and in our business, the things that we, in, we do with intentionality, those are the things that help us live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author 
do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. I'm here with Patricia Lowen, and we are talking today about the feng shui of your environment, about the energy of both where you live as well as that you are putting into your environment. We've had some really good stuff already, and I'm looking forward to sharing the rest of this with you as we jump back in with Patricia and learn more about how to really set up for ourselves an environment that we live in that was set up for success. Is the solution the rearrangement of the furniture or does the solution need to be the rearranging of the whatever internal stuff in the person uh, which one which one is more important or first or whichever um so i always start with like making sure the place is set up first you know because um when you move your like if you want to change something like this uh, an old saying a feng shui saying that you know if you want things to if you're feeling stuck like go around your house and move 27 things <laughs> like literally just go and move things because that will like create a shift in you like I've had clients who've literally just like decluttered their wardrobe of all their wedding gown and that they've been divorced for many years. And then a few days later, they get asked out on a date, you know? So there's like, when you let go of things in your house, things shift in your life as well. So it's like, there's a kind of a mirroring and um, that when you start doing say inner work, you'll want to start clearing out things in your physical house or you can do it vice versa. Um, for me, my people who come into kind of my arena world often are like they they've kind of done a lot of work internally and they're like what's going on and their energy is kind of soaring above that of their house and their house is holding them back so it's almost like the old energy of their house needs to be shifted so what we work with um when i work with people we'll do different layers like i will look at the setup of the furniture and be like okay yes that's good that's not and then i'll also look at like you know, the energy imprint, like, is the house good for people? If it's not good for people, there is specific fixes for every house. And that's the nice thing about this type of feng shui I practice is it's very specific. Every house is unique. Um, and then there's, um, then I'll, like, I'll look at that and be like, okay, well, this is how you can fix that. Or, um, for example, if someone wants to call in love, we'll look at the setup of their bedroom and make sure that the artwork um, represents calling in, that, that represents that kind of love that they want to call in. So you kind of, there's, there's different aspects that I would come at it from. Okay. So what about, uh, you know, when you're moving into a new place and the energies of the previous people what impact does that have on it mm, that's a great question um so 
the the energy is kind of like the house has its own personality and own story going on and then what went on when the people lived there so for me it's like if if you move into a house that say you're a happy couple and you move into a house that there's been a divorce and the couple have divorced in that would be like a red flag for me in like mind you know mind your relationship and call someone like me and get a professional and to clear the space to um to definitely work energetically to make sure that anything that was kind of energetically left by the imprints left by the past owners is cleared out so that you're not affected by um that old energy so that in that can take many different forms and i kind of i'm one i'm someone that would like kind of throw everything at it you know declutter connect with the energy of the home and make sure that it's happy and do a space clearing and then i would also recommend like the kind of deeper feng shui work where we would make basically make sure all of the hidden energies are unlocked and and flowing happily so what about then um, if you add the layer on top of that of the fact that you're working from home? Okay, so yeah, so like working from home is, is, is super important. Like for me in terms of working from home, a really big part of that is like is about boundaries um, because there's a few things when it comes to your office and your home. Like your office is a space that you can, um, you know, make sure it's clearly defined. Like this is where I work from. I recently did a challenge about like how to function your office, and lots of people kind of like take their office for granted. Like, but if your office was somewhere where clients came to visit you, you would take a lot more care of it. Um, and I kind of want you to look at your office like, oh, what if I had clients coming to me? How would I make my office look then? And it would be very different. And that really flicks a switch into like, well, I would recommend keeping your office like it is. You do have guests or clients coming to see you in person because that makes you tend to the place. Also, it's like a home office can be sometimes this little afterthought. Um, and I'm like, but is your business an afterthought? Like you need to make your office space a priority, like somewhere that's important, that is all related to your business. So you don't have like distractions in there. And it's very focused on um, the work, the works, work, workspace, um, as opposed to, you know, if you do work and like right now we're just staying in a, in a small guest house and we've got our we work at our kitchen table but once we're, once our work day is finished we take everything away we put it all away and that means that we've got like we're back then play, put placemats out onto the table so it's kind of like this is where we eat for dinner but it's set up differently and we we sit at different places at the table like if we're when we're eating so it's not like oh i've been sitting at this desk this workplace all day you know so clear boundaries is very important when it comes to working from home and and obviously like making sure um for me it's important that you make your space as supportive as possible where from where you work from um because it's where you have to you know attract clients do your marketing issue your bills get paid from attract you know so it's it's a very important place and oftentimes it can be um you know neglected or not really um made a priority mm. yeah i i'm i was thinking too about things like eating at your desk, you know, mm. and those kind of things. Yeah. And, and my husband always laughs because he, when he goes to get his like lunchtime, because it's like an old habit from working in an office for years, it was like, they'd have their like tea break and he would come back and just sit at the computer. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. Um, because it's like when you're eating, 
you know, clear that boundary for like, this is what I'm eating. It's that sense of like being able to switch off properly. It's so important to be able to switch off properly. Um, so that's a, yeah, a big part for me is being able to kind of make sure that you switch off properly um, and that you step away. So like, you know, working from your, from bed or like, I'm, like I, that's a, not a good idea because like you're sleeping with your business. You're sleeping with your business, so you are. Sleeping with your business, oh boy, there that that that, that could be a whole just a whole show on just that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, and oh, and man. it's like so funny because people are like, you know, are you in bed? like even if you have your mobile phone beside you in the bed, you know, are you like literally like what about your partner? You know, what about your wife? Like, you know, or what about your husband? You know, if you've got that, it's like there's three people, three's company. Like, it's not a good idea. So um, there's a lot of food for thought with that one. Yeah. All right. So um, let's talk about the things that people resist. I mean, I mean, there's just the basic of the woo-woo nature that some people have assigned to feng shui. You know, yeah. not necessarily that it is, but um, what are some of the other kind of things, though, that uh, you find people are resistant to when you're trying to help them make that energy change in their house? Hi, Steve. Can you hear me? Yeah, you kind of froze. I just heard, like, the woo-woo thing and then the resistance, and then you froze, you disappeared. Yeah, I was just asking, what is... Um, you know, what is some of the resistances that you run into when you're trying to help people change the energy in their house? Yeah. Um, so, you know, first of all, the word like woo-woo alone, like drives me crazy because I'm like, feng shui is 5,000 years old and companies like Disney, Whole Foods, Intel, um, people like Oprah, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, they've all used feng shui, JP Morgan, Hyundai cars, these huge companies have used feng shui and in Hong Kong, it's used for like, if something's going wrong in a business, they call in their feng shui experts, it's like an engineer. It's like, what's going on? Like, go fix it. Um, so for me, I really, first of all, just go, I remind people of that, that like, this is something that all of these companies use and they're not using it to fly the flag of, oh, we use feng shui. They're doing it because they know it's going to impact their bottom line. It's going to make a difference to, um, to, bottom to profits it's going to make a difference to their employee satisfaction their client satisfaction their creativity their productivity so it ripples into every single part of a business and life um, and that's for me my favorite thing is that feng shui your home rebalances and looks at every single part of your life so i've had clients attract their soulmate i've had clients double and treble their business within months of working with me. I've had clients have now wait lists in their business. Um, people lose weight, have, get, get pregnant, like yeah, so many amazing wins, like get back harmony with their relationship, have their kids happier, win scholarships. So when, and now that's really what's shifted for me is that I, can just go well here's all the hundreds of testimonials i have from my clients 
because it's not just me saying like feng shui is amazing and they're like yeah yeah whatever and then they go prove it and i'm like okay well here's all these normal people who have taken a risk and decided to kind of like tune into what i've been saying take an action and here's their wins um so that makes it a lot easier for me now um and also so much more confident because when we started with feng shui um we i had so much success every single time i did something like i met my husband everyone has asked me how did you do that and i was like feng shui then we had some amazing financial windfalls how did you do that feng shui you've moved to bali set up your business how did you do that i'm like this you know so they're like tracking and seeing and then they're like i want some of that and i'm like well you know so that's what really has been the big shift and um for us is like i'm like yeah you don't even need to understand it for it to work and the best part is like i've had clients and i literally just had a client this morning who whose husband came on the call because He's seen, he's seen so many powerful shifts since they started implementing it in the beginning. He was like, yeah, whatever, that he wanted to be on the call to talk to me as well, to hear like what his advice he could get from me for him. Um, I've had other clients whose husbands are like not supportive at all, but then they get a new job and they're like, wow, I don't know what you've been doing, but like, we just, I just got a new job, you know? So, um, for even the cynics, it, it works. And, and, and that's, that's the best bit for me is just, you know, the ripple effect it has for everyone in a household. Um, it's not just, you know, the one person, it's not just going to affect the one person who, who's kind of like employed me or stepped in to do my online program. It's that ripple for everybody. So um, let's give people some action they can take. What is something that yes. the listener could do right now to begin to improve the energy in their house? The very first thing I would say would be like clean your front door. Um, the second thing I would say is keep your toilet seat down. We've been busy cleaning your front door, bringing in great energy into your home. And then it all goes down the toilet, like money down the toilet, flushing it down the loop. Um, and then I would say go around and just walk around your house as if, you, if, as if it's the first time you've ever stepped into your home and just look at what you have in the space and be like, Do, does this represent where I am going? You know, like does it represent where I'm going um, in terms of like what I want to call in my life? I'm such a big fan of like making your home become a vision board for what it is that you want to attract. So. You know, if there's pictures that you don't, that don't have any meaning or any kind of like, um, you know, spark of, of like, oh yeah, this is what I want. Clear it out. Um, make sure that like what you do have in your space, like for example, if anything broken, just be like, okay, how long has that been broken? Am I ever going to fix it? And if not, just like let it go. Um, because that's all depleting the energy of the space. And there are my favorite things to do is just to make sure that you feel that the things you have are um, are aligned up where you want to go. Uh, like, and I, you know, today another client, she was like, we have this blank wall. We've been waiting for this piece of art. And I'm like, I would prefer you to have blank walls than have things on the walls that don't make you, your heart sing. Mm, that's amazing. Feng Shui expert helping you adjust the energy of your home and probably your life too. Patricia Lohan. Yes. Patricia, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. How can people, um, you know, get in contact to go deeper with you? 
Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I love sharing about feng shui. Um, so people can come to patricialohan.com. And I have a guide there, uh, how to turn your home into a money magnet, uh, the five sneaky ways that your home is sabotaging your bank account and how to fix them. And that is really just a great start into the um, activating prosperity in your home and calling in more money. So um, that's always where people kind of want to start. They're like, how can I get more money coming? And I'm like, that's where you should start. So um, I'm on Instagram at Lohan Patricia. Um, but my website, Patricia Lohan, is the best place to find me. Awesome. Well, I really look forward to hearing more from you. And uh, again, I really appreciate you having, on, having you on the show today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And I loved your questions. And um, yeah, it was brilliant. How is your environment? Are you living in a place where the energy can flow, can serve you, can help you move on to the next level? Or are you living in an environment where you literally and energetically are stubbing your toes every time you go around? Now, those of you that have had kids, like I, you know, and mine are all grown now, but I've had lots of them, um, you know, you can very easily have your home environment when kids are around be a challenge at best, you know? Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> Often, without even having the children's toys strewn around, we have created for ourselves an environment that is filled with landmines, filled with little tiny Legos that we're stepping on constantly. Sometimes they're very quite literally. You know, we have our furniture arranged in such a way so that it's inconvenient to get in and out of it, that we often find ourselves stubbing our toes. I, I've lived in that kind of a space where by choice or by what felt like the only place this piece of furniture could go, um, you know, it was in the way all the time. When Kathy and I moved into this house, there was, a, um, you know, like a medicine cabinet type of mirror that was sticking out blocking part of the door. So one of the first things we did was we had them remove that mirror. I mean, it wasn't going to, I mean, it wasn't someplace where you're going to stop, look at look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, make sure that your deodorant is in that medicine cabinet when you're walking into the bathroom, you know, so we had it removed and that allows for the flow. And that's what we need to do with every element of our life is we need to look around both at our home environment as well as our inner space and really make room for flow in our environment. I hope you can do that. We are gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna be back to wrap it up here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. 
that message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for extending your energy with intention to listening through to this show to find ways, you know, maybe just real practically you were rearranging your house and you were looking for a way to be able to do that. Or maybe you needed deeper stuff. Maybe there is something that feels blocked within you and maybe it's internal. Maybe it is your environment. Um, You know, either way, I hope that you were really able to get something out of it. And now I want to get back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show. And that's the intentionality and the energy of you sharing your message with the world. There are truly people who need what you have to share. And when we talk about energetic blocks, one of the biggest blocks that we put in our lives is the things that we know we want to do, we need to do. Um, I hesitate to use the word should do because to me that has a negative, things that we should do have a negative connotation, but that we need to do, that are imperative that we put out in the world. If you thought for a minute, close your eyes, actually do this. I mean, unless you're driving, then don't. But (laughs) close your eyes. Imagine Something that you do really easily. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Maybe you're really good at getting your kids ready for school in the morning. Maybe you're a whiz with an Excel spreadsheet. Maybe you really just get math. Maybe you're really, really close best friends with your spouse. All of those kind of things, whatever that thing is for you. Think about that for a second. Now, I want you to envision this with your eyes closed. I want you to see a person. Maybe she looks just like you. But she has one significant difference from you. That thing that you just came up with that you're so good at. She feels every day like a failure every time she tries to do it. There are many times when she's given up. She's quit. It may even be something that she's so frustrated with that she doesn't even try anymore. But it's something she wants to do. It's something she knows she needs to do. And so right now today... Picture this in your mind. She sat down in front of her computer. And when she sat down, she went to Google or any other search engine, but let's just say Google. And she typed in, how do I 
and now insert in that thing that you just came up with. How do I be a better mother? How do I become my spouse's best friend? How do I ever make heads or tails out of an Excel spreadsheet? How do I get confident in my math skills so that I stop overspending money and can really budget my money and my time? Do you see that thing that you're whiz at? Do you see her typing, how do I do that? Now here's the thing. If your book, your message isn't out there, the answer that she gets may very likely be something that is either not helpful or is gonna take her down a path that you know because you're so good at that thing you know it's not going to serve her. Maybe, maybe even at one point in your life, you absolutely were her. You know what it's like to struggle. You know what it's like to cry yourself to sleep at night because you just can't overcome that one thing. That person needs you. But until you share that message, she's going to continue searching. She's going to continue making the same mistakes she made last week, last month, last year. Because she doesn't know any better. You need to share your message with the world. Because your message was never about you. It was always meant for her. And although Kathy and I make bestsellers all the time, it's what we do. If all you ever helped was that one beautiful soul, in that thing that maybe you do so well, you count it as inconsequential. If all you ever did was just help that one precious person, that would be more than enough. So today I challenge you, join us at Bestsellers Guild. Take up the challenge and let's get started doing your book. Go to bestsellersguild.com and let's get it done. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. Please know that Kathy and I are here to help you share that message with the world. And in so doing, to live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want that for you. We're ready for you to take that journey. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.